Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Hi and welcome to episode 13 of Hobby of a Lifestyle. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to take this time to say a huge thank you to everyone who has listened and downloaded and subscribed to the show so far. I'm very grateful to you all. Please keep listening, spreading the word and sharing through your social media platforms. Anyway, enough of my babbling. This week, I'm joined by the most humble human being I've ever met. He's a record breaker and even has his own film. It's Mr. Pete Whittaker. Pete, how are you today? Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me come on here. Oh no, thank you very much for coming on Hobby of a Lifestyle today. I really appreciate your time. Just just for our listeners, Pete, do you want to tell them what your hobby, what your profession is? Yeah, so I I guess my profession is my hobby. So my hobby uh, started out as rock climbing, uh, and then gradually over. Uh, you could say like the last 15 years, 20 years, it's just gradually turned into my profession as well. That's so, absolutely yeah. fantastic. So how old were you when you started climbing? Uh, I was probably about seven when I started uh, rock climbing. Okay. Uh, and, and that was through, it was basically through my parents and family. So that like my mum my and dad are kind of, you know, outdoorsy folk. They Excellent. like walking scrambling rock climbing mountain biking you know all, all, all kind of things of course, yeah. out, outdoors really um so that's kind of where it all started and yeah i was about seven really and kind of unlike um other climbers of today a lot of people because there's lots of indoor gyms opening yeah, and course. stuff like that a lot of people actually start inside but i was i guess i was a little bit different and quite fortunate that i was able to start climbing outdoors really yeah yeah and do you think that the trans the transition from indoor to outdoor is probably harder for those children who are living indoor initially uh i think it's i think it's very different to be honest yeah. uh and and they're very different sort of climbing styles yeah uh so especially with like the the indoor gyms nowadays it's like what you would class as like a modern style of climbing it's yeah, quite of dynamic uh more gym based yeah. uh sort of it kind of has quite a parkour style to it. Yes, of now, course. Nowadays, especially in like the competitions and stuff. Yeah. It's like the outdoor climbing um, is, yeah, you don't really get the time. Yeah, of course. Moved on, on rock, sort of yeah. like jumping around and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Of so. Yeah, of course. The, the realism, you're never going to be able to replicate the realism of outdoor climbing indoor, or you, unless you start bringing in long faces. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you're seven years old, you've started climbing outdoors with your parents. What was the progression from there? Was it to move to a club? Was it just something that your, your mother and father decided to keep on pursuing with you and not taking out the ropes to getting your bouldering outdoors? What, what was the progression from being seven years old? Um, so, yeah, I guess it, I guess me, it was me and my sister really, but I guess we kind of took a liking to the climbing and scrambling yeah, and, and those types of things and then my parents took us uh, to like the indoor climbing wall um and i guess we just got into it a little bit more from there and then at the i think at the age of eight i did my first sort of like regional competition right just like uh like in sheffield and i think i came Amazing. second last or something 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did it very well. <laughs> but then, uh, but then, when I was uh, nine, I did the same competition, um, and I did I did well in the regional. I went through to the national, and I did well. I did well in the national. Came like third in the nationals. Wow. And I think um, that, like, e- even then, like, just when I was nine years old, I sort of thought, like, oh, I can actually. Like I did well then, I can do something, yeah, yeah. and then you know when you do well, and then you start to enjoy something more, and then it kind of just progress from there, and I start yeah, to yeah. enjoy it a bit more, and yeah, that's kind of it's, that's kind it, of really nice to hear because we have some guests on the show who immediately fall in love with their hobby and their passion, which then becomes a career. But then we've had other people simply say, "Well, you know, you've you've enjoyed something and you've you've progressed with it, and all of a sudden you you start to enjoy it more and more so you're saying that at seven years old you enjoyed doing it but the love for it wasn't there initially it was just you enjoyed doing something you've developed the love for for, for what's now your profession i, th- I think so yeah I, th- I think it's um sort of like with anything when you see yourself progressing and doing better at something you sort of want yeah. to do it more of course. and then and then you get better at it. it's like a snowballing effect isn't it so, it, so i mean uh, sitting at nine years old to see you're the third best in the country yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, might, children, might, just, might get lost. Might just been lucky. <laughs> well, yeah. you've got to be yeah. in it to win it, haven't you? But I think, I think through the through that sort of like age of you know nine to probably about nine to fifteen, um, I still was sort of like, even though I was like I did all right in those climbing competitions, I was still sort of like dipping in and out of the interest, and I sort of had yeah, other of interests here and there, sort of within those teenage years sort yeah, of like of all kind of sporty things yeah um but then when i was probably 15 16 all the other things like started dropping off and yeah. and then i and then i sort of like purely like my attention sort of uh narrowed. yeah i totally then, understand that totally. Yeah. i did the same yeah. thing with kickboxing at about a bit 11 12 i started to tailor away from it and i was doing football just because it was mm. what you did at school rugby with my friends yep. and, and a few other things and then at 13 14 the 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 sport karate kickboxing really pulled me back in and it was just where my focus wanted to be. I wasn't too interested about playing football and doing that. You know, it was one of those ones I think you weird up, don't you? And you go, I could be really good at something or I could go and be average and just play with my friends. I wanted to be very good at something and not be average yeah, at anything yeah, yeah, else. Totally. So yep, it sounds like yep, you took yep. a similar, similar It was route. the same, same sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm in the sort of uh, mindset where when I do something, I like to do it. I like to do a good job of it. No, yeah, I, get I like to do it well. A hundred percent. And you know, yeah. at nine year old, you're third best in the country at football or at rugby, you know, the, the school the school norms. You know, if you're not great at those sports at school, you tend to be deemed pretty poor at sport. Yeah. Or I found when I was a kid, that was it. And I was mm. rubbish at football and rugby. Um but what what did your friends think of of you when you were going, well, I'm going climbing this weekend, or actually I'm doing a climbing competition? How did that go down with your friends when you were growing up? I mean, I was the, within my sort of like um, year group and people at school, I was the only person who climbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't think, I mean, everybody sort of had their kind of thing that they did in a way or, or like, yeah, ar- around that age. So people have their interests and I guess, yeah, mine, mine was climbing. I guess I was just, you know, Pete, Pete the climber. Pete the climber. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a ball stuck on the school roof. Can you go? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, I remember getting totally busted for that once. <laughs> really? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, it was actually at primary school. Oh, and, even better. And the, uh, yeah, with like the football had 
gone onto the roof or whatever. And, you know, I was always the one to to like get it. Scale the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got our own we've got our own real life Spider-Man. Pete'll go up and get the ball. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Do it again, do it again. <laughs> so I love that. So you got sort of 15, 16 year old, the climbing sucked you back in. You know, it's where your passion is and you you've you tried all these other things. What was the next route from being 15, 16 year old? Mm, I 15, 16, I guess I I sort of got into it a little bit more, but then I met um, some like one of my really good, he's still a really good friend of mine, uh, this guy called Tom, and I met him when I was 17. Okay. Um, and he's, he's a bit older than me, he's like 11 years older than me. Right. Um, but we kind of like struck it off to like a really good climbing partnership. Right. Um, and he sort of invited me to come on like climbing trips with him and stuff like that. Um, and we ended up going on this, uh, climbing trip to America. Okay. Um, there's basically this, this, uh, project out there, which had been tried before, right. uh, which had never been done. And it was like deemed to be one of the hardest crack climbs, essentially. It's the style of climbing, crack climbing, yeah, like yeah. climbing the cracks in the rock. Yeah. Okay. It was like deemed to be one of the, the hardest crack climbs in the world, essentially. Right. And we, uh, <laughs> we kind of got into this style of climbing we got into this style of climbing and um we basically went we trained for this route and then we went on this trip to go and climb this this route essentially yeah, wow. and we we managed to we managed to do it and i think from there that's when i guess in terms of like climbing being a bit more of a profession then that's where it's grown from. It was essentially that trip and climbing that specific route. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, I became a professional climber after climbing that route. It was yeah, like it, it grew from that because you end up, I ended up getting a bit more media attention and there was like a film made out of it and you know all these types of things which kind of grow your profile as a climber. Yeah, certainly, yeah. certainly. Yeah. And do you do you feel that? Had you not maybe took on that route, then the profession of a climber may may not have come around maybe as early, or would you still have pursued the career as a professional climber? Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't think I've ever really say I would pursued that career as such. I mean, before before kind of that trip, and even after that trip, I was actually doing um, like my profession was like doing tree surgery work. Okay, like I was was an arborist. Right. So, yeah, like in trees with chainsaws and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So you're yeah, always yeah. climbing and outbound and doing something outbound. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I wouldn't really say it was, uh, uh, I was like seeking out a profession, but yes, I would say that that point of um, on that trip and climbing that route, then the profession side has grown, grown from it. since then. Yeah. Wow. Did you, so. did you think there would be such a, big deal from the media that you had cracked that route mm, I think yeah I think we expected there to be like some of yeah course. definitely some media and stuff from it because it, it was like a route that people had tried before it was yeah. like a known yeah it was like a known project essentially right. and yeah. what was it yeah. like when you were the first guys to complete that route what was the feel uh, I mean, we we put a lot of effort and a lot of training to 100%. to go and to go and do it. So, yeah, I mean, it, 
yeah, it was, I guess it was just, a, it was like everything all in one, you know, like relief, excitement, yeah, uh, like happy for your friend as well, because, you know, we both kind of committed ourselves to this training and to this, to do this route. You know, if one of us hadn't have done it, then the whole thing wouldn't have been as good. So it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like a whole, it was like the whole kind of package really. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. climbers just seem to be so cool just laid back yeah, yeah it's good you know yeah I, I broke this record it's fine yeah i'll just do i'll do another one tomorrow you know I'll, it's it's absolutely incredible that you guys just yeah i've done it i'm okay with that i like that moment <laughs> are you are you just constantly thinking about the next project yeah that, I, I think that's always the thing like especially with with me i always have you always do something and then it's that kind of sinks in and I think if it's something a bit smaller, it could take like a day or two. Uh, if it's something a bit bigger, it could be a couple of weeks. But then afterwards, you know, you never, th- you always think like, oh, okay, I'll be, that'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be fine after yeah. that. I'm, I'm kind of sort of done. But then as yeah, soon as you're done, it's like, oh, what's next? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an adrenaline rush constantly thinking, what can I do to better myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is always a, it definitely is always a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. definitely want to talk about that, but just talking about the training side of it. So you, you've talked about the train that you put in for this first, I suppose, first major achievement when it comes to your, to your climbing. Yeah. What, what did a, a week in the life of Pete Whittaker look, look like? Um, uh, I guess I was, I was trying, the, the route that we did was a very um, intensive on the sort of like biceps and arms, core and yeah. legs, because you're sort of hanging upside down off your legs. <laughs> for, yeah. for, uh, for quite um so i would i guess i would usually do six days of training a week okay. with with always um core exercises so I, I think during that time i was always trying to do a minimum of 1000 core exercises a day wow. um with with all the other sort of like climbing yeah. routines in there yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I like to highlight so highlight these sorts of things. So any, especially the young people out there who are listening, who are maybe aspiring climbers, understand the hard work that goes. It's not just about turning up to a rock face and and being talented at something. It's about the hard work that comes in there, the yeah. preparation. I mean, how long did you prepare for that first challenge? Uh, we put two years of effort in. I would say that is two an years incredible of, amount of training. Of time. We we also had like a because th- this route that we went to do is quite specific. Um, and it has a specific sort of movement style that you need to be able to climb it. And we, we also, as well as like the, I was saying about the core exercises and bicep exercises, that was all sort of like training aside from the actual climbing Yes, of course. training. Um, but we built a, a like replica, a small replica of, uh, the route that we were going to try and we built it at my friend's tom's house i love that what you do this weekend <laughs> just building a route I yeah absolutely love that That's and then amazing. and then we were able to actually practice and train on something that was very similar to the like the end goal essentially wow um, and then from practicing and training on that we again we could work out um you know where we were getting tired which muscles were hurting which muscles yeah. were working and then we were able to train these muscles individually away from climbing as well 
that's just amazing that's essentially how we went about it (laughs) it's just amazing for people here because i'm sure people that are listening to this now will think i wonder if he's going to say i did a 10-week program i did a (laughs) i did a six-week and it's two years that you've invested i mean some people will look at that as wow two years what a long time to well Mm. i suppose the sacrifice and the investment that you've put into it has led to where you are now and and you're still safe and you're still continuing to climb I just think it's important that that's highlighted certainly for the young aspiring climbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely put a, a large amount of effort and some sacrifices into those oh, couple yeah, of I can years, imagine. I would say. Yeah, that is, yeah it's yeah, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. So you do, you've done the first huge challenge, which is, you know, you, you've so cruelly put it, yeah, yeah, I've done it. It was, it was great. <laughs> um, did you already have another project in mind? kind of confident in your ability that you were going to complete this one was there another project in mind after that that you really wanted to tackle i definitely didn't have any i was so or we were both so purely focused on that one specific goal for those couple of years yeah that we didn't have anything uh i, I mean obviously i knew i would climb after that and i knew of more course. projects would come up but there was nothing in mind it was kind of like I remember, I remember back then thinking, um, sort of thinking like, oh, we're investing two years and this is the end, end goal. We're going on this trip. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like my Olympics in yes, a way. Of course. That, like, that's how I imagined it and yeah. the amount of effort being put in. And I was going there and I was going on this trip and I was going for these, you know, to try and climb this route on this specific time. And that yeah. would be. Yeah, that's like what I sort of channeled my energy to. And I can't imagine, I mean, not like I've been in the Olympics, but I can't imagine people who are going into the Olympics really focus too much on after the Olympics. If you no, see no, what I, mean. I totally agree, but I just didn't <laughs> yeah. know if there was other projects in mind with this one and thinking, right, well, I'll, I'll okay. do this one. And then I know next time I really want to try yeah, that no. one. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take? You've reached You've reached the top of the the. the mountain that you're climbing you've mm. the ridge how long was it after that first achievement where you thought there's my next project i think after that it i got um i actually got a little bit ill after okay. that project so i i finished that project and straight away i went into um trying to do something else with the same mentality Right. And I didn't, I actually didn't give myself any time to relax or yeah. break because I was, I think, because I was just so psyched. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. So pleased with what had happened and the process and all like that. Uh, and then a few months down the line, I actually got ill. And I, 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 got, I basically got ill for half a year or something, just oh, wow. going in and out of uh, fatigue and this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and then that's when I thought, oh, I've got to take a step back here. Yeah. And it was probably like, a year or eight months maybe eight months to a year and i just sort of like just need to uh, yeah i'm not surprised after you invested yeah, so much yeah. time and, and sacrificing it put your body through all of that work for two years to yeah, achieve that yeah. not surprised need to rest um and then and then after i'd sort of like come out the other side of this kind of fatigue and illness then i was able to get, like get my motivation back and then yeah. more you know i never like I always just let projects sort of come to mind in a way. Yeah. I don't really like for, or I try not to anymore. I try not to like force it. I just let them sort of like bubble and simmer. Yeah, of course. And then there's, there's always a few options 
and then one sort of like overtakes the other options and then it like brews and then it becomes a big project and then you're like yes that's what i'm gonna go and do i love that <laughs> that's absolutely yeah that sounds absolutely brilliant your obviously your parents have introduced you to climbing as a kid and then all of a sudden the son is going to take on this mammoth challenge you know breaking all sorts of records what 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 have your parents been like when you said look this is what i'm going to do yeah i mean i'm i'm incredibly fortunate that i'm from a really good family and really you know really good parents they're very supportive um and they've never um i guess they could see me doing well as a uh child at climbing but i wouldn't say they ever pushed me really hard but they were always really supportive it was like a it was like a very good uh balance to be honest yeah, of course um but I'm not, i yeah i guess they're, they're just very supportive i mean some of the things that i have done since this climb you could classes uh or people would yeah i mean they are dangerous i would say like some dangerous climbing things so i would suspect that they probably do worry a little bit yeah. as well <laughs> Like why, did, why did we would, ever in, introduce Pete to outdoor climbing? It's, it's, our, it's our fault. Yeah, yeah. But I always try and explain to them what I'm doing in the best way that it sounds the most positive. And <laughs> I get know, that. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, the fact that you're putting two years investment in something and you're planning and you're working, I'm hoping that also sees the parents out there whose children are maybe aspiring climbers or even just aspiring climbers. You know, if you're putting in the work and you're ready to sacrifice and prepare, actually you're taking away the risk element and it's, I guess, certainly there is a yeah. risk element, but you're, you're certainly lowering the risk element by putting in all this preparation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. And that's how um, I always sort of like to, especially with the sort of, the, like that that project which I was talking about, that didn't really have any uh dangerous risk element to it that was a very safe climbing objective but some climbing objectives that i've had since then definitely have some danger element to them there's no doubt about it but like you say that preparation that you put in you know i like to be as fully prepared as possible um so so you're lowering the risk the danger might be high but the the risk is you're trying to yeah you're trying to lower the risk essentially yeah yeah that is absolutely fantastic so you've You've had your year out where you've had to just regroup and get mm. focus again and, and probably just enjoy the enjoy the time off after putting your body through such an ordeal for two years. What was the next big project that you moved on to? Uh, I think the next um, sort of big things was a uh, big wall climbing. Mm-hmm. So this is climbing uh, like rock faces, which might take multiple days. Yeah. Uh, they may take multiple days or you can climb them quickly, essentially, okay. um, depending on the tactics that you use. But uh, a place that I was really sort of inspired by and I really wanted to go, um, people will have probably heard of this be- just because it's been in uh, films and media recently. It's actually El Capitan. Uh, in okay. Is it so, in the back of the Free Solo? Free Solo, exactly, yeah. yeah. The documentary, yeah. 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 So... It was like back in 2014, 15 and 16 and 17, really, that I yeah got into like um, this big wall climbing and essentially climbing these big cliffs because that the climbing that I did 
so that first objective that crack climbing objective that i did um that style of climbing is very useful for these bigger walls okay. um so i was very sort of interested to see you know what these are all about and that's kind um, of where climbing led me i think for yeah and go, i want definitely want to explore that more just for listeners who maybe don't know the different types of climbing obviously everyone now has seen or a lot of people will have seen the documentary which highlighted el capitan and in the yeah. free the free climate and his free climate free climbing a lot of the things that you do is that is that the the style of climbing that you do for listeners to understand yeah so in terms of style of climbing uh so you have free climbing and how you would distinguish this is uh free climbing is using the rocks features and your hands and feet to get up the rock it's what yeah. you would class as normal climbing yes. so then you have free soloing which is what people will have seen in the film which yes. is doing the free climbing but without any ropes yes um, and then you have something called called aid climbing which you can do on these big walls okay um, and that is where you use uh like things that you put in the rock and in cracks yes and then you attach something to that thing and you clip yourself to it and you stand in a ladder and you you kind of go up the rock so it's okay. like aid climbing you're not okay. using like your physical ability to go up yeah. the rock okay uh, so they're like the three types you could say three types and yeah. which one's your main style which one do you go with well free free climbing with ropes free is, climbing my with ropes. Main, <laughs> is my main is my main style yeah, yeah. i mean I, i'd be on a ladder I'd yeah, I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just drive to the top i'll, I'll look down and see yeah, yeah walk around the back yeah. walk around the back yeah definitely yeah. that's me all the way just because i'm too heavy to climb pete <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i've got no strength i'm not gonna I'm not, i've got no shame in that yeah. no shame at all <laughs> i'm absolutely in awe of anyone who goes and takes on anything like that el capitan then so you're there you you've looked at it the the sheer size of it and as you say it's now been highlighted it's kind of internationally renowned now for people who maybe aren't into climbing what what's your first impression when you you pull up to el capitan and you just look yeah i mean it's a very it's a very big bit of rock i mean i'm yeah. from the peak district where the rocks are 10 meters high maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12, 12 meters high <laughs> and this is like you know a thousand meters i mean you see you see like the features and the people on the rock face and you know they're just smaller than little ants it's a very big it's a very big piece of rock el oh, cap yeah. especially but yosemite yeah. in general there's lots of yeah they're all very big walls was so. it just was it a moment for you when you got there where you're just like wow i've already achieved something great but tackling this will just be another level yeah i think it, i think it's a it was a different uh type of feeling because the climbing that i would be doing on these bigger rocks was actually physically easier okay um it's like phys physically much easier climbing than those previous things yeah um but it's just a different type of uh, you have to have different type of knowledge different skills um and just like yeah a, a different mindset really to be able to, to to climb them so yeah it was just like a a new a new challenge essentially yeah and what was the challenge you were actually taking on at el capitan uh, so I did the first couple of years I went to Yosemite was to be honest it was more just learning about how to climb these big rocks efficiently yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know and, and learning how to live on the wall and sleep on the wall eat and you know yeah. all these things go to the what, toilet what's know. that like what's that like living on a wall 
it's yeah i mean it's it's very different to live oh, I, I just think you see it on on films and you see it in documentaries and you're looking there's no way on that first time you sleep on a wall you're sleeping surely you uh, can't be that comfortable your first night you're getting there you think oh, have i got I everything think, in properly yeah. i'm definitely gonna be okay <laughs> i think uh, i think i've done you know like because i've climbed for so long you know you trust the gear you yes, trust the systems in, in all that kind of sense so um that kind of that wasn't an issue for me it was it was more just about being efficient and the logistics of it all right um, and not wasting energy on things that weren't the climbing okay. if that makes sense yeah yeah because you, you know when when you climb in there you're having to haul like all your water with you yeah. say let's say you go for five days and you're having yeah. to haul uh you need four liters of water a day for your cooking for drinking throughout the day whatever it is there's two people of you uh, you know you and your partner so that's eight liters a day you go for five days you know it's a lot of water it's a lot yeah, of food it it's a lot of equipment and you have to haul that up the rock yeah. as you're climbing as well and then you have your sleeping ledge and all these kind of things so yeah. it was actually within the first couple of years it was just learning about how to go you know how to go yeah. about all this kind of stuff yeah yeah because it was all a new world to me so i can imagine and did you yeah. find people who had been i know you were talking about your, your teammate and your, your partner yeah. you climb with is this something that he was quite proficient in so you could learn from him or did you then both of you have to go and seek advice from others as well and just it was a bit of both is. actually okay yeah it, it was a bit both so my friend had done some of it before so i did some stuff with him but then i also climbed with another partner uh, and it was just yeah like pulling information from lots of different people and then figuring things out myself. and is the is the climbing community quite close-knit where that you know everyone's open and, uh, and able yeah. to pass on information yeah definitely definitely that's good yeah yeah oh, yeah. Nice. yeah you can always find information from other people and yeah. books and yeah like there's yeah there's there's so much information out there about all this stuff so oh, and every, everybody's really kind of generous in the climbing community in that sense so that's that well yeah, yeah that's great because especially when you're hanging from a rock face yeah yeah, yeah. You, definitely, you definitely need that what was the first experience of camping out on a on a rock face of a how was that how did um, that feel yeah it, i mean yeah i was i was psyched it was good uh, yeah i can imagine you know I've, I've had my children camping in the garden during lockdown yeah, yeah. and they've absolutely loved it if i told yeah, yeah. them i'm going to camp on a rock face i have no idea what the reaction would be yeah yeah they, they yeah. probably enjoyed it me on the other hand maybe it's not so much no. <laughs> <laughs> not, well not if i set it up anyway yeah um yeah. so you, you work in the waters project and again it sounds like you've worked on it for two years yeah yeah in 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 terms of like the like logistical sense yeah. type thing uh and, and that kind of thing but then after these couple of years i sort of wanted to push you could say push myself a little bit yeah. further um and like to see what i could do and that's where i started doing this thing called solo climbing essentially uh so as in solo as in climbing by myself so i used uh, a mixture of free soloing so what i explained before so climbing yes. out ropes okay. and a mixture of rope soloing okay. so self belaying yourself yeah, as yeah. you climb in the rock face right um and all these different techniques to basically climb these cliffs uh, alone you could say yeah, by, by myself without a partner essentially yeah. what's that like the feeling when you first go off on your first solo climb because i can imagine it's quite lonely and you haven't got yeah. a friend to rely on yeah yeah totally yeah that's that's the kind of um that's the kind of 
challenge about it you don't have anybody to kind of bounce ideas off when things go wrong you know all the effort is on you essentially you don't have a partner to fall back on you know if you're not feeling great uh, so yeah. i think yeah when i set off up el cap el capitan for the first time by myself i definitely was much more nervous than yeah, when, yeah, I when, I, when i set off uh, you know for the first time with a climbing partner and you actually broke a record at El Capitan as well. Is that right? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just so, tell people what the record was. Uh, so I was basically the first person to solo El Cap. So climb El Cap alone, uh, free climbing um, in, in under 24 hours. Uh, that, that is just yeah. a phenomenal achievement. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> how, how, does it, how does it feel to be the first person to do that? Um, I'm not sure. I guess. I guess it was just. Uh, it was just something which I'd seen, which hadn't been done. Yeah. Uh, I guess like Yosemite has quite a lot of um, history, of what oh, yeah. people have done, and people are always trying to improve on what other people have done. And I saw this, this kind of area where somebody hadn't done this particular thing, uh, so I just set about it as. I was going to again, be the first so, so, again, so, so casual again, yeah. but nobody can go to El Capitan now without mentioning your name. Yeah, I guess not. No, no, no. for that for, for that particular thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's but, lots um, of there's lots of different records, achievements that have gone on throughout. You know, since ninety is nineteen sixty. I guess yeah. when the first person climbed El Cap. You know, yeah. all, all the way up to. The modern day up to you know uh, alex free soloing el cap yeah, of course and there's lots of different achievements in all different areas ropes no ropes soloing with partners speed climbing you know oh, all these different things definitely so, yeah i guess the, the thing that i did was just one specific achievement area yeah. you know of, but how how many people has that inspired since you've done that i think that's i think if i was reflecting and you're still climbing, so maybe you haven't reflected on that yet at all. But reflecting back on it, how many people have you inspired to take up the sport yeah, and try and do the same as you? Yeah, it's it's interesting actually because um, since doing that, I've had a lot of a lot of people who are, have been interested in the techniques that I've been using, of course, to enable me to to climb, you know, these big cliffs as yeah. quickly as I did. Oh, so I think people, I think people have been very interested in the techniques that I've used and the systems that I've used. I um, yeah, I think that's what has kind of maybe interested or inspired people. Yeah. Was that was that another moment for you where you know you've done your first challenge and it's built up some media attention and it started moving your career along as a professional climber? Was El Capitan another just another huge jump for you? Um, it definitely was like a little bit of a step because it was a step in something else. It was like a different style of climbing, you know? Um, and yeah, I think it like, like with all these things, they're just, I guess for like moving my profession along, it helped. Yeah. yeah it helped kind of like boost my profile. You could say as a professional climber and, and, and that kind of thing. So it was, it was like another, another step. Yeah, and yeah. um, when whenabouts was it in your career that you were able to say, actually, 
I don't do tree surgery anymore. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a professional climber. You know, that is my profession. Now I am paid to go and look at all these different projects, work out which one I'm going to do, and that is my job. Yeah. I think it was probably um, 2017. I think okay. it, was, it was at the end of one year, and I just, I just told myself, like, right, I'm just stopping the, uh, the tree surgery work now. Um, I've got, I have money coming in from sponsors. You know, it was a, it was a, very, it was a very sort of like gradual process. Like, I got, I got some kind of money from sponsors, but it wasn't enough to, you know, do the whole yes, professional thing. So then I'd still be doing my tree surgery work, and then I get a little bit more, so I'd do a little bit less tree surgery work. And then there was just a point at the end of one year, and I was just like, right, I'm just going to stop doing that that tree yeah. surgery work now, and I'm going to fully focus on this. Other opportunities will come up. Yeah. Um, and then other opportunities did come up, you know, I was able to take them and then you can sort of push your profile a little bit further and do other things, take other opportunities that might not have been there if you were yeah. stuck in a tree with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And so, how, yeah. how does it feel now for you when someone says, who's never met you before, oh, what's your profession, Pete? I'm a professional climber. How does that feel to be able to, to say that you're a professional climber and you've turned something that it's obviously been a passion and a hobby from being seven years old into your job. Um, it's not like uh, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how it feels as such. It always just feels a bit odd, <laughs> to be honest, because people don't really understand. Yeah, maybe people just don't really understand what is involved in that. In a way, like it's easy to say, like, are oh, you a professional? football player or professional tennis player because they're so yes. mainstream you know yes of course whereas climbing it's not like i you know if i say that people go like oh so you uh, do you do competitions and stuff yeah, but it's course. not like i even do competitions anymore yeah. you know it's like i'm a professional adventurer yeah well <laughs> think, you know <laughs> and, and i think with this day and age with social media and whatnot that's probably well, it is cooler, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's cooler. Yeah. In the competitions, of, what did you, I climbed a fabricated wall, which is still amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's in, in, I'm not taking anything away from those guys who are climbing them because I couldn't do it. And it's actually, they're, they're just machines. But actually, you know, it's really cool. I'm going out under the rock face and I'm doing this. I'm sleeping on a mountain. That is, yeah. that is absolutely incredible thing. And I think certainly for one of the reasons behind this podcast is to explore other people's hobbies and passions. And it's not, I don't want to be always covering mainstream sports. I want to be covering mm. things that maybe aren't the norm and giving young people an idea what's involved. And actually, if you just willing to pursue a hobby or a, something that you love doing, the, the possibilities are endless. You know, you look at where you've been around the world now. Mm. At seven years old, I'm sure that was never the dream. It was just I enjoy climbing. You know, nine years old, I'm the third best in the country, and I just want to progress that. But to now, the fact that you travel around the world and you get paid to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I sort of, um, in terms of like uh, being paid to do it, I guess you're. I mean, these these are from brands that I work with. You know, of course, um, yeah. like my sponsors, like climbing brands, um, and I guess how i see it is i'm sort of like a a represent a representative or a a face or the 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 kind of climber of that brand in a way um so you know i still have to do what you would class as more work type things for yeah. these brands you know of course because uh, i'm sort of representing them yeah yeah definitely way. yeah 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 
but that's um, it's an amazing thing to be able to see you are though isn't yeah, it yeah yeah totally, yeah professional yeah. Kind of, you're doing things so what projects do you have in have in store coming up or is there any big project you're working on you can tell us about um i did have a few projects for this year but again everything's course, sort of yeah, like of yeah, gone, gone a bit uh yeah. bit down the pan uh but i had a uh one another one in yosemite it was okay. um it was actually rather than some solo things i it was a, a new route i've been working on so a oh. route which uh, hasn't been climbed before essentially wow. um and then an, another one was with some other friends which was more of an expedition type project okay. and that was um so rather than uh i mean it did inv- it did involve rock climbing but it was more what you would call alpine climbing so you know with axes and snow and mountains okay. it was like a we were meant to be going to the himalaya to wow. to do uh like an unclimbed face there amazing so, but again that got uh, <laughs> that yeah. got uh, postponed it's for, postponed until 2021 22 yeah when, whenever when, whenever whenever we can get whenever, back to it again whenever it ends, yeah yeah that's so. no that is just absolutely what piece of advice would you give someone who wants to aspire to be a professional climber or you know reach high levels in climbing what would your advice be i think for me it's always just been uh I've definitely like worked really hard. Yeah. Um, but I've always enjoyed working really hard. Yeah. I think if the enjoyment factor goes, then then it's just kind of game over. So I think yeah, make sure <laughs> it sounds really obvious, doesn't it? But like making sure that you're actually enjoying it. And yeah, there might be some hard training sessions and yeah, you're not going to enjoy every single training session and every single pull up that you ever do you know because it's going to be awful it's you're not going to enjoy it but the the process and doing it and actually wanting to go and do the project and the end goal i think like that is the most important thing because if you don't have the passion and desire for it then uh yeah you're never really gonna get there but that's kind of uh, i guess that's kind of for all sports really in in a way that's not that's not just for climbing but, but that, 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 that's how I feel. That's how no, I that's, feel about it. That's perfect. That's really good. Yeah. Do you have any regrets with your career so far? Is there anything that, not even so much a regret, is there anything you just wish you'd maybe he's done a little bit different? Mm, I don't think so in particular. No, 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 not, nothing, nothing jumps to mind. No, that, that, and that's <laughs> I don't fine. think so. No, no, that's perfect. And what is if you could pick one of your career highlights it doesn't even have to be as a professional it could have been when you were younger what is that one of the biggest highlights of your climbing career oh that's a tricky one <laughs> so many uh, yeah, um, i did a uh, pick two if you'd like yeah i did i did a after that l cap project i did another project which was Sort of climbing El Cap and Half Dome in a single day, wow. um, and I just I felt like I climbed really well on that day. Yeah. So it wasn't so much of like it being a first. You know, a few people had done this before, but for me, I felt like I I made a good job of what I did. So it just yeah. felt like a it felt like a good personal moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's. I could genuinely sit and listen to you talk about your professional all day. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. I understand nothing about climbing, but I could. I feel like I understand a lot more now from talking to you. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. You've broke it down really simple, and I hope that listeners who, who hear this feel the same way. And 
I hope they're inspired to go out and try something different if they haven't tried it before. So all I want to say to you, Pete Whittaker, is thank you so much for coming on Hobby of a Lifestyle today. It's been amazing to have you on the show. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. It's been uh, it's been nice to chat. So cheers, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hobby of a Lifestyle. Hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you soon. Stay safe.